A friend is a buddy that you love. We bring him on the show to teach us some stuff. And when the show comes to an end, if anyone asks, you must contend. Jason and Kelsey have friends. Jason and Kelsey have friends. Welcome to Jason and Kelsey have friends. I'm Jason. And I'm Kelsey. And we are two Bay Area Asians learning from our friends. Oh, man. Do we learn? Boy, do we learn. I mean, what don't we learn? I mean, I learned... I mean, even before the friends part, I've learned a lot about uh, about consumption of food of my people that that my wife doesn't enjoy. Wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> you heard that. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. Okay. So your wife doesn't like what? You know, barbecue pork. Like, uh huh. Like, yeah. Like, let's let's be honest. Like a top five dish that universally is beloved by anyone who's Asian or not, Chinese or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't like it. I just found that out, and it was devastating. I guess. I mean, she does like other foods. Yeah, she. oh, she loves Chinese food. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The fish, the seafood, all that. But just barbecue pork is like a staple. It's like someone saying they don't like hamburgers. I mean, those people like, exist. Do they? <laughs> it, it, it's because it's too sweet, right? I think it's because it's too sweet. Yeah, she doesn't like sweet meat. No, but she does like sweet meat. What kind of sweet no meats does she like? Kalbi. Kalbi is a Korean sweet meat, let's just say. It's very sweet because of the sauce that they put on it. And I know that because my wife's Korean. So Oh, uh, I guess that's true. It's like a fruit sweet, right? Like technically it's made out of fruit. Like we're yeah. obviously not Korean. But it's like a it's a fruit infused fruit sweetness, fruit. right? Whereas I think like barbecue pork buns, like it's just straight up sugar. Is it sugar? <laughs> I think so. Oh my god! It's like it, it's more of like an unnatural, like sweet that kind of unnatural sweet. Okay, well, uh, I don't know. I just don't get it. There's a, there's nothing bad about it though. It's like pork, good, sugar, great, like glaze, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Chinese. Even yeah, though yeah, yeah. I, she married a Chinese person. She's I assume she, <laughs> she basically Chinese married a pork bun. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, listen. Actually, my mom. <laughs> My mom, when she gets really pissed off at me, she'll say that you're about as useful as a pork bun, but at least with a pork bun, I can eat it. Wow. Um, and then I cry for her. She says that in English? No, no. I think she says it in Chinese, I think. I can't remember. I try to suppress that from my memory. Interesting. Wow. That's kind of a long burn. Yeah. It's, it is a very long burn. <laughs> do, wait, do, do, you, do you think that this is partly why it's hard for you to handle the fact that like your wife doesn't enjoy the food? Oh, I can handle it. I'm just going to throw myself off of a building if she ever tells me again. Like, that's, it's fine. I'm not going to, I'm not exaggerating. It's fine. Maybe, but this might be, I don't know. I just, it's very good. It's a very tasty meat. Okay. It's, I mean, I she doesn't care if you eat it, right? Like, no, she doesn't judge you. But, oh, but see, that's the best part is that whenever we get buns, that means 100% goes to me, 0% goes to her because she doesn't like it. Okay. So you, so you got nothing to, yeah. So I, life is good. Yeah, but it's like a mental cloud that hangs over me, knowing that my, knowing that Kelly doesn't like it, you know? It's a mental cloud that you're choosing to stand under. 
Like you're Man. actively following the cloud around. Yeah, it's weird. The cloud keeps trying to like move away, but I'm just yeah. like, no, 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 no. You're no, no, no. no, no, no. Come no. On. I'm mad at my Come wife. On. Stay Listen, here. I'm mad. We're going to Trader Joe's. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So cool. my my that's what I learned. What about you, man? What'd you learn this week, Jason? I learned something about Chinese cinema, or I guess like Chinese American, Asian American cinema. So I was watching a movie called Chan is Missing, which is a a pretty old movie that I heard about through this podcast I listened to called um, Time to Say Goodbye, uh, which is an excellent podcast. I highly recommend you stop listening to this one and start listening to that one. Hey, all all two of our listeners, uh, first of all, hi, mom and dad. And second, you should really listen to this other podcast. Yeah. Jason, go ahead. So, so they were talking about this movie, um, and it's, it's available for free on YouTube right now. Anyway, so it's, it's set in San Francisco. It's an interesting look into Asian American life. Mm -hmm. And the director of the film is this guy called Wayne Wang. Um, and I've heard of him before because he's like, kind of like an OG, like Asian American film director. But then I was looking into his bio, and this is the thing that I learned, which is wild, is that he, uh, beyond directing like, um, like the Joy Luck Club, right? Like these these really big, like Asian American. I've heard of that movie. Yeah, for sure. He also directed Made in Manhattan. (laughs) Oh, shoot. (laughs) The Jennifer Lopez vehicle? Yeah. Is that insane? This guy is cross cultural. Like that was Made in Manhattan was like one of my favorite films. Like wow. I don't know if it was one of my favorite films growing up, but I, like I, I always enjoyed watching rom coms growing up, and like that oh. one I thought was like an an excellent movie that I enjoyed watching and rewatching. And it's only now that I realize like the reason I liked it is because there's an it, there's an Asian influence there. So Isn't this that face, right, so this face right now. There's a lot to unpack with what you just said for the last minute and a half. One, yeah, Made in Manhattan is your go-to rom-com not, reference I point. Like, I, I walked it back right away. Okay, I okay. Back right away. It is not a go-to. I was. It's not a go-to. Uh, it, is, it was. It was part of an era where there was just like a bunch of rom-coms that came out. Yeah, and they're all just like fun movies to fun movies. Yeah, to watch. I mean, did you honestly when you when you think back when you're watching it, do you like? Oh, yeah. I did notice that Jennifer Lopez was eating a lot of dim sum in this particular <laughs> scene. No, I don't think there no. are any like obvious like Asian references. Yeah. But you know, yeah, okay. I just think it's cool that like a, the, the Wayne Wang, the director of Joy Luck Club. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, Wayne Wang, director of involved, Made in Manhattan. In what, yeah. <laughs> was involved. You gotta anchor out the right thing. Like he knows J Lo. Isn't that insane? Crossover, baby. Wayne Wang. Wayne Wang, time to say goodbye podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. What we learned this week is to drive the people who are listening to this podcast to a different podcast. Yes. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Let's bring on our guest. I would love to bring on our guest. How about this? Who is our guest, Jason? You're about to find out. I'm really, really excited to to welcome this person onto onto the podcast. She is a senior user experience designer with Amazon Web Services. Wow. Yeah, that's right. She's an international writer, photographer, and researcher with training in cognitive neuroscience, the fine arts, psychology, and yoga. That is a ridiculous sentence. 
Question right. mark, question mark? That's, that's a lot. Wow. And most importantly, she is the co-founder of Penn Student Design, UPenn's first student-run design agency with yours truly. And she's basically my roommate for four years in college. So yeah, Whoa. give it up. It's Songy. Yay! Woo-hoo! Songy, what's up? Woo! Hi. Oh, man, her mic is so good. It's her just... mic is so much better than ours. Wait, are you I being feel... serious? No, your mic is very solid. It's oh, great. It's... That's funny. Oh my gosh. So well, welcome to the welcome to our show. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Cool. Yeah, thanks for having me, I think. So I saw so I noticed <laughs> you were you were setting a few notes as we were talking. You think barbecue pork is too pink? Yes. It's too pink. It's like unnaturally pink on the outside like what meat looks like that uh, i would call it more of a I red i can see it oh, oh i guess yeah yeah like when you look at it it doesn't look appetizing but i, I agree oh. with you it tastes great but it's just uh I, I like it if i get it from like a chinese restaurant i guess i don't like it yes. when i get it from a grocery store an american grocery store maybe oh, this is, is so there a lot of american grocery stores that carry barbecue pork where where you're mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're like always in like the sushi section area. Oh, you're totally like serious. Oh, I... oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll send you guys pictures sometime. Like. That is shocking. Yeah, and it's just like you look at it, you're like, oh, man, they tried so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not working out. Oh, yeah. God bless them. Yeah. God bless them. But my, my white partner loves that, you know? So it's like they're definitely catering. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Do you know why? Because it's delicious. And why wouldn't you is really the broader question. But I'm gonna digress. Uh Songy, I'm gonna put you in touch with my wife and just I just need you to do a quick write-up for her if you can. <laughs> um but uh more about you, Songy. Uh so just as our opening question, um, we wanted to throw at least kind of like warm it up a little bit, but just given the results of some of the research you've done, do you generally stay away from pictorial? examples in your ux work to reduce the impacts of functional fixedness <laughs> i know go ahead yeah. take your time take your time no go ahead that's fine take your time to think about it uh-huh. this reminds me of a uh, college working on the at the neuroscience lab where people just say words and i'm just like yeah, yeah. that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 essentially kind of what I do. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. So for folks who don't know, uh, Song E has done research in the field of functional fixedness, which I actually read most of, and it was oh, interesting. quite interesting. Yeah, Kelsey uh, really did his homework, and oh, he was, was <laughs> Song E very excited to show off what he learned. Yeah. Oh man, this is the type of a uh, gotcha podcasting that we're known for. Yeah, we. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> it was fast. It was uh, uh, in all seriousness. It was actually really interesting. I didn't even think about the uh, like how you frame things. And Jason, I mean, as a as a non, I'll call you a UX layman, if it were. Mm-hmm. But for UX experienced folks like like Song Yi and me, we're you know just <laughs> we're very good at UX. Yeah, you, very very good at it. Yeah, you are. Yeah. What does UX stand for, Kelsey? You know what? I want to say user xylophone. Yeah, there you go. You got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed user it. xylophones. All right. Okay. So all joking aside, we, we brought Song in to teach us something, right? And we did. 
when I when I um, asked her what she felt like she was an expert in, um, the first thing that came to mind, really the only thing that came to mind, was this concept of faking it. So Songi is is an expert in faking it, but let's just start off like Songi, what is faking it? Like, what does that mean to you? Hmm. <laughs> I guess before that, one thing I do like wonder about is like, you know, with the UX thing, it's like I wonder how much like less cooler the field would be if it was called UE, you know? Cause like UX like makes it sound super cool. I was like, that, this is the thing that I do. I do CX, you know, I do UX, Ooh. right? <laughs> but can you imagine if they actually had the acronym be UE and CE? Like, I think it'd be less popular. Oh, that's I, so interesting. I don't even think about that stuff, but that's like, <laughs> As a non-UXer, I don't like. I like I'm a UE is... person. Like that sounds so dumb, right? I'm I'm in CE. I'm UE, UE. Yeah. But now I'm like I'm in UX. Like yeah, that sounds right. like super exclusive. That's cool. true. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe the problem is the the letter E. Yeah. We should or letter E. Get rid Nobody of the letter e. e. We need to abolish all all vowels. There. No, I think some are useful. Stuff. No, all of them are useless. This is this is thrilling, thrilling conversation. Oh my goodness, guys, wait, guys, what? Oh, hey, sorry, hey, is what this, other? Is this is this the answer to my question of what is making it? Is wait, it, wait, hold on. Making it just be divert? Wait, well, like actually, yeah. there's probably some of that too. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I was just hey. demonstrating. Hey, 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 let's talk yeah, about more letters in the <laughs> alphabet. Can we talk about more letters in the alphabet? We're literally just talking about letters in the alphabet. <laughs> this is great. This, this is, is great. Well, my, my name is a perfect like example of this, right? Okay, wait. So can we get back to like, what we're yes. talking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, What is faking it? Yeah. Yes. Well, like, yeah. like in, in your own words. Yeah, you just that's it? fair. Well, so I actually did think about this for a bit yesterday. So I think there's like different variations of faking it. One is being like, I don't know much in general, but I'm often in, in situations where I need to know things. And so a lot of the times I I kind of have to fake that and, and kind of figure my way out around that. It's like just improvising off of like whatever we have right now and then trying to make something of it, both in like things like in my job or like my home. Interesting. When you think of examples of faking it, do you like what comes to mind? Like, well, I guess. I think one of the stories that actually came um, up to mind when I was thinking about this was I was around, I think I was around like 12 or 13 and I did not know how to swim. Like I had a <laughs> near death drowning experience as a kid where no one knew, no one, like I was in a pool and like no one saw me drowning and I, it was very unpleasant. So I was scared of the water. Um, uh, but yeah. Um, so but, faking yeah. it in well, yeah. faking no, it was... is very. <laughs> like swimming is not something you can Yeah, do. that's. Uh... <laughs> you either can do it or the, you can't. <laughs> uh, the, the knowledge of a skill when it is keeping you from dying is probably something that you don't want to fake it. But... Yeah. Well, so like I didn't know how to swim. And so when I was in middle school, the. The swim team there was actually really great. The coach was this ex-Navy SEAL. And um, yeah, so he was pretty legit. And the way he ran his team was just so incredible. You can just tell people, the girls who joined the team, really pushing themselves. And like they, were, they had a lot of pride in being part of that team. And so I really wanted to be a part of the team. But 
I didn't know how to swim, right? But I decided to try out anyways. Um, so it was really bad. And a lot of these girls, like, you know, they had previous experience going, coming from, you know, swim clubs and prior teams yeah. that they were on. Um, and, you know, the one of the first things that you had to do was do a jump off the platform and do 50 meters, right? So which is just yep. one back, easy, done, right? Um, so... I had no idea how to do any of this. I was just watching the girls in line and be like, okay, you just jump off and then you go and okay, well, I'll try to make something work. Um, and Were the- you like nervous? Like, yeah. like, cause I would like, sorry to stop you, but yeah. I would be freaking the F out. Yeah. If no. it was like, yeah. At I, that point, your only prior experience was a traumatic one. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what was your, and what was your like, en- like what was the end game? No. So like the, the, the series of events is, I want to uh, I want to be on the swim team. Uh-huh. But I don't know how to swim. Uh-huh. But maybe if I go Where what <laughs> what was like your result? Like your result was but then I I I'm going to learn how to swim somehow. Like, maybe it'll be a magical moment or Yeah. The end result as in what actually happened or what what I was hoping to happen. What were you hoping for? Oh, I was hoping to get on the team, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you thought that through like uh, through pity? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what was the bridge? Yeah, like, there I had to have been a logical well, bridge. No, right? there wasn't. Well, so I don't. I think that's where like I I don't know, right? It's and you'll see this. This this happens now too, right? Where it's like, oh, like I want that thing, and I guess I'll just do whatever, like it. one step. Um, but. I, yeah, I don't know. Like all the other middle things, like one of the those other scenarios, um, don't do a well, great job is... of like <laughs> considering those. I guess, yeah. Well, it's so interesting because that to me that's almost a level of fearlessness. Because for me, for me, I'm not gonna say like, "Hey, I want. I don't know how to parachute, but I think I'm gonna just try out for this parachuting team <laughs> without any experience." Like there, I mean, I, I know there's a. I mean, there almost was a level of like borderline like like you kind of have to be blind to yeah warning signs yeah no i think it's more of that but what i guess but that's so interesting because that's not how i'm built yeah and so so was that like a natural thing for you or or at that age you're like if i you just really wanted to you wanted to be on the team that bad that it that that was a blinder for you or yeah well i think all of it right it's like i wanted to be on the team that bad I also just, I wouldn't call it fearlessness because I'm like very scared of a lot of things. Um, I think it's just like a bunch of naivete, right? Like, I just don't know. Like, I just don't, I don't, I just don't know what even the risks are, what they possibly could be. I have just like no conception of that. So I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, I just want this thing. So let me just try the thing and then see where it gets me, right? And not That's so thinking That's too so much. Badass. I don't. Uh, I don't know. So, That's like, pretty badass. When, when the end result comes out great, then yeah, it's badass. Yeah, wait, but wait. on the flip side, it's like, oh, you're like fucking dumb and don't know how to prepare for life. Like, <laughs> you know. So yeah, but the, yeah. <laughs> but the risk versus reward is so great. Like, I, it's just <laughs> you. That is an awesome like mantra. I don't know. It's wait. So it's so cool. Wait. So what did it work out then in this one case? Basically, what happened was I strategically put myself on a on the rightmost lane because it was next to the wall because I like 
knew I, I like I didn't stand a chance. So I did. I did some little planning in that in that scene. I was like, I can't be in the middle. I, I'm fairly certain I was nervous because I'd never jumped off like a swim block before. And so then it was finally like my turn. I step up to the block, and I, you know, he blows the whistle, and then we go right. <laughs> and yeah. so he blows the whistle, and then all the girls, you know, they're 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 all going, and I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta go. <laughs> so then I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so then I, I I eventually just like jump, but I like completely do a giant belly flop. And it is so painful. I had never done a belly flop before. I didn't know what it felt like. And now now I do. And so I think I was just like in shock for a minute. And now I was like, oh, okay, like I got to move forward. (laughs) So then I start like moving forward. Oh, and then during the belly flop, I also my goggles. Oh, that's the worst. They fill up with water. Can't see. Yeah. So I couldn't see. My eyes were burning. Didn't know how to breathe. And so basically the first thing I do is like, you know flail over to the right side so that i have a hand on the wall and i basically like doggy paddling while pushing myself with, the, with my That's right hand amazing. on the wall and then like i could just see you know as i'm like halfway through my you know trying to get to the other end the other girls are already like they've done their flips and they're coming back <laughs> and so it was really bad and i was like okay well i gotta i gotta finish i guess so i like i keep on going and then i i see like when i'm like gasping for air there's these footsteps walking next to me as i'm like trying to like bake my way towards the end and then so i think i made it to the first wall and then before i i flip i think um by this time i'm like bawling and i have like snot coming out of my nose and it's just like not good yes they pull me out the water and i'm like crying and they sit me next to the swim coach who he's like very scary you know not to stereotype but he's just super fit stirred ex Navy seal like no expressions in his face bald head just a little intimidating so they sit me next to him and i'm like this blubbering fat asian kid crying in a swimsuit <laughs> he's like so um you don't know how to swim i was like no and he's like right he's like why are you trying out and i was like oh because i just want to join the team and he's just like what the fuck um you could just tell like he's just like trying to make sense of it so basically i just kind of explained like seems like you run a really great team and like i want to be a part of it and yes like i don't know how to swim like you know like i was in like a near drowning accident so i'm like actually kind of scared of water um but <laughs> i want to join the team so the next day uh we had a chat and basically what we agreed on was that i would become the manager of the swim team and so uh, basically I would practice with the team, um, you know, go through hell week with them. And then essentially during the meets, I wouldn't compete and I'd like keep score and make sure like all the, um, you know, all our scoreboards and whatever admin stuff that had to be done. And so, yeah, so that's what I did for, I think at least uh, two to three seasons. So like, as I was practicing with the team every day, um, I did learn how to swim. And then towards the end, like I, I did compete in some of the 50 meter uh, things yeah yeah and then um you know at the end of the season there's like peer like team voted upon awards and stuff mm-hmm. and then i got awarded a most improved swimmer um for the thing so oh. yeah so so like that that i think story has encompasses or was one of the first stories that kind of came to mind when i was like what do i mean by faking it and i think that's oh that kind of like resembles um 
or exemplifies, I guess, that concept, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It's just like this crazy, wow. Because you had this willingness and and the the motivation to do something overrode like your your fear. Rationality. Like any yeah, sensibility. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so much great stuff came out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, it was great. It was yeah. a good experience. And you wanted it, right? This wasn't mm-hmm. something that your parents were pushing you to do. No, my parents like the weren't there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's even more fascinating. I mean, that's actually more fascinating that you would want something that much at that young of an age. I mean, when I was in middle school, I wanted Pokemon cards, maybe? I don't, know, like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, yeah. there, There's certainly nothing that I would have felt like I was risking my life to do at that age. Oh, yeah. But that's like a mentality thing to me because rationally, I think a lot of people would shirk away from those kinds of things because they would always think about all the consequences or all the things that they might not be able to do. But that I, I actually see that as a positive for you because if you're just like, hey, it'd be cool if I could do that, then it forces you to, not forces you, but you just immediately start doing the steps without thinking you can't do the steps. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. what about like professionally? Do you hmm. like, is there an example yeah. or like, are there, I mean, because I think in a, in, in a certain sense, if there is this level of imposter syndrome or just, you know, not yeah. being as good as your peers, but like, w- how right. do you just apply this faking it to, I guess, your role as a UX designer? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot with the career thing. There's actually like two flavors of faking it. And like the first flavor of faking it happened, I think, during my initial years of just like working in the real world in general. So and and that kind of faking it was more around like faking my interest. Right. So I like <laughs> like the so the backstory is that like, you know, I've always been interested in like art and design and I wanted to go to college for for uh, photography and design stuff. Um, and I got into some schools for that. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, my mom was like, you're not going to go to art school. Like, you're not making any money. Yeah. So yeah. that's not an so, option. So you, right? UPenn so... was like a fallback <laughs> school for you. Like UPenn was like your fallback. I guess like, in terms, if you... Based, yeah. sure. Like it sounds a little obnoxious like, to say. I mean, that like way, many, but... like many kids, right? Like every kid, every kid. Actually, that's true. Every yeah, kid, they apply for Harvard. Every they got rejected. You go to Penn. Uh, I mean, every. You know how every kid is like, oh god, you Penn just keeps giving out all of these admissions. Like, gosh, have some, have some pride. Good lord. Wow. Wow. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's, a good, that's a good way to think about it. Um, but yeah, no. So then I went to Penn, you know, I got a whatever degree, but I did end up minoring in art um, just because like it, I just was interested in it. I ended up taking enough classes to, to get that credit. But yeah. And then when I started working, you know, I think my first job in the digital space was actually like I had applied to be an information architect and then on my first day, got switched over to what they're calling like site merchandising. Um, that was interesting enough, but I, I could tell I was like really drawn to some of the more like what we now call the UX design side of things where it's like, okay, setting up web pages and then like setting up flows and whatever. But that wasn't really the, the core of my job. My The core of my job was to like change content within a web page to try to get more clicks, mm-hmm. right? And then eventually, you know, I 
changed over to um, the web analytics team, which is basically your, you know, analyzing data about how customers use a website. And even then, like, you know, we worked very closely with the UX designers that I knew, like, at that time, like, I wanted to be, well, I, I, I had a really hard time actually saying that I wanted to be a designer because I was, like, too scared of it or something. I don't know. Um, this is where the fear stuff comes in. Well, why right? were you and scared? Just like, oh, okay. Sorry to interrupt. But why? Yeah, no, I, I think I was scared because it was a thing that I really wanted to do, right? I, you know, I was scared that I didn't have the background for it, that I wouldn't be good enough. I didn't go to school for it. Like, sometimes it's, like, easier to just do your, like, second choice because then you don't feel like you're risking the thing that you really want to do, right? And then figuring out you sh you're really shitty yeah, at yeah. it, right? So, um, so I did this whole dance around, and I literally probably did every job function except for UX designer, right? Like... I did the analyst thing. I, you know, spent some time doing A-B testing. I did spend some time doing like digital marketing, product management, just like everything but UX design. But I think that phase, I think, is like one flavor of faking it in the sense of like, you know, just not doing the thing that I actually want yeah. to do um, and just kind of dancing around it. And mm. I think, you know, a lot of us do that. Wait, um, so I think that's that was one you flavor like of it. You like stuck yeah. with it, right? Like I, I get that like, part stuck of it with. is like... The reason why you took all these other opportunities first is because you wanted to avoid like facing music, but like you stayed at the company and you continued to do the work for, I don't, I don't know how long this was because you knew that you were going to eventually try to do it or, you know, like what, what kept you in the game, right? I feel like most people would just like, you know, just, just leave because, because you're, you're saying you're not satisfied by the work itself that you're doing in all these other roles. Yeah. Yeah. So like, right. Yeah. What, what kept you there? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. And the answer changes based on the phase. The first time I had it was at Zappos. And um, what kept me there really was the people and the culture, right? Like Tony Shea, like, you know, recently passed away, but he really did um, cultivate a really interesting kind of culture at yeah. Zappos. Um, that's really hard to find elsewhere. And while it had its fault, it, it it was kind of what I needed at that time What in like my early 20s when I was like trying to figure out like, who am I? And like, how do I pay bills? And like, what what is all this stuff? Um, it was just a lot of good people that I connected with at like a real level and really kept me there for at least that first role. And then, um, so then I moved to Amazon. Um, and in AWS specifically, where it did come to like, you know, a point where the team was kind of falling apart. And I think I had gotten kind of like thrown around enough where like, I got to a point where I'm like, oh my God, like I have to do the thing I'm interested in because this is like not going to be sustainable mm. for the long term, yeah. right? Because it, it was a lot of grinding and hard work and, and you ran out um, of, you ran out of pushed me to the edge. <laughs> Yeah, already all the other titles. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few more that I yeah. could have could have tried for, like but, like um, like CEO of Amazon, COO of Amazon, CFO. Yeah, I, I never got yeah. to finance. You know what? Yeah. There you go, Song Yi. That's the go. next stage, yeah. right? Accounting. Yeah. You Accounting. know, UX design. Song Yi, the CPA. UX design is my work. <laughs> But accounting is my heart. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> my gosh, well, that's so. Uh, it's funny because, like, where was the fi the faking it though? Because, like, you were clearly interested in UX. 
And I feel like you and, have a lot of the background like necessary to succeed in that role, right? Cor- correct. Just from doing the bits and pieces throughout all those years and all those different positions, but also like right. the your educational background is like somewhat related. Like it, it isn't like a mm. clean yeah. field where there's like you got to yeah. do this in order to do this, right? It's not like medicine, right? Right. Yeah. 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 No, that's absolutely true. And you know where I think the faking it comes. Well, so, okay, so I think. In hindsight, like, it's like, oh, okay, like, all these things kind of play into it. Um, and I can say, like, oh, like, what I wanted to do was UX design. But if you had talked to me then, like, I couldn't, I literally couldn't say it, right? It was just like, oh, yeah, like, it's I cool. just, like, do this it's thing. Cool. It was only when I was, like, pushed to the edge where I was like, oh, my God, like, this is, I, I gotta, I gotta do it, right? Hmm. I, I definitely know what you mean by you almost don't want to say what you want in the case that it doesn't happen. Because you kind of are mm-hmm. guarding yourself against it, right? You're just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, yeah. But what's interesting is that, like, as you were, I guess, quote unquote, faking it with these other roles, like, I'm sure that probably helped you. So it exposed you to the UX world, in which it kind of probably pushed you closer and closer to the edge, if it were. Is that a fair right. kind of nudge? Yeah, yeah. No, I I absolutely think that's a very fair nudge, and it does give me um, an interesting background. Oh, for sure. Um, as a UX designer now, right? Because I'm more well-versed in, you know, the analytics side of it, the content strategy side yeah, of it, yeah. the A-B testing side right. of it, like all of that, um, which does give me an edge in some, or like more well-roundedness yeah. in some areas, but also definitely very lacking in others what? too, you know? So that's the thing though, is that if everybody goes and trains to be a UX designer and everyone is educated to be a UX designer, then there's like a homogenous pool that you create where now like creativity is mm. a little bit gone. I remember, I can't remember who it was, but I was talking to someone who was applying for like iBanking or something. And his background mm-hmm. was in philosophy or let's call it a soft or liberal arts degree. But what ended up happening is that <laughs> like liberal arts. Well, I mean, I mean this, again, there's no judgment, but it's just more of like, less, let's say less quant, uh-huh. a less yeah, quantitative yeah, yeah, yeah. degree. But he ended up performing really well because it's mm. it's kind of like if you're smart you're smart but if mm. you also have a very non-traditional background then you kind of a different perspective that people don't really expect mm. like mm. personally i like my food truck owners to have like you know some type of like computer science background degree from maybe yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. like let's call it a lesser a fallback ivy as i'd like to call them uh-huh. yeah maybe, yeah um <laughs> But 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 that's what I'm saying is that like there is a like that adds the spice of of mm. of a of, a, of think, otherwise potential boring career. I think that's right. Yeah, like if you're if you're trying to like put together a team, you don't want everybody to be like cookie cutter the same because that's just it's less interesting to interact like on a day to day basis with just a bunch that's of fair. people, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you were exactly probably what the team needed, an infusion of something totally different, right? So, yeah, I, man, so this is where, like, the other kind of faking comes in. Um, at the point where I was like, okay, like, I'm going to pursue UX for reals, I, I started taking a class on it. And then afterwards, like, within a few weeks, um, this person that I had worked with on a past project, he reached out to me and he was like, hey, like, do you remember when, like, you know, we we're joking about our team having a UX designer someday. Like, well, 
now we have a headcount open. So like, I was wondering if you, you, you know, if you're still interested in UX. And so um, I was like, yeah, actually I am. He's like, great. Here's the job rec. Um, set up some time with the manager who is one of the creative directors at AWS. So yeah, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, there's no way like I'm gonna get that role. Like it had a pretty big scope, and um, it just I don't know. I I couldn't see myself like having that role. It seemed kind of beyond me. But I reached out to the hiring manager and was like, hey, like um, I saw that you had this role open. Um, I just want to be super upfront with you. Like I'm taking UX classes right now. I don't have a formal background, but I'm just interested in like just learning about just like what do you what do you look for in like hiring somebody and blah 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 blah, right so yeah so then he was willing to have a conversation with me so we had like I think it was like a 30 minute chat and and we just had a super casual talk and at the end of it he was like okay yeah so uh send me your portfolio and um let's let's see if we if we want to get you on a loop or something I was like okay um (laughs) it was because I from my vantage point I, I just wanted to like have a talk about it but um well yeah and then i don't have a portfolio right uh, so i started like it was so bad it was so bad <laughs> I, was, I was i was pulling out things oh, from college yeah, like nice. yeah yes. Because, like, I, like, didn't have any, like, like stupid, like, PTS yeah, posters and yeah. stuff, this you is, know? Like, this is Soggy's blue period. Co-founder. This is, this is her blue period. This is when she wow. really delved into cubism. Oh, man, but it was, like, really bad. Like, I first tried to, like, build it in PowerPoint, and, like, that wasn't working. So then, like, I tried to, like, pull together stuff, and, like, it was just really bad it was like not a good portfolio it wasn't i i don't think i'd even call it a portfolio but what happened so, uh, so, what ha- so this is the equivalent of like the belly flop off the off the start. yes right. yeah right. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> right um so i i made this like like hodgepodge excuse of a portfolio and at that time i, I also had uh, a mentor from the the school of visual concepts and so I had her like take a look at my stuff and then she actually gave me this like one crucial piece of feedback that I actually think landed me the job eventually was like some of my projects there was this like one one project that I had done and the stakeholder of that project is actually the key stakeholder of this role that was open and he was like notoriously like anti-design like they had spent 10 years in the org without a designer and like they didn't want to change their page layout or anything um, but during my time as a product manager, I convinced that team that they needed to update their page. Um, I worked with our actual UX designer at that time to kind of define some of that. And eventually I, I was the one who ended up building the experience as well. And throughout this whole process, they're all like very cautious and they're like, I don't know, like whatever. But when we launched it, their metric, oh, because like the reason why this this stakeholder was hesitant was like, oh, it's already working well. We don't need to change it. Right. And, and by all means, the numbers looked fine. Um, but when we launched the update, it actually went up even more, right, at statistical significance. And so I think he was excited about that. And, you know, when we had the announcement and whatever, he's like, wow, he's like, this number went up a whopping X percent. I was like, see, like design could be good, it can be, you know, like change can be good and stuff. And then, you know, he responded, he's like, okay, well, like, let's just hope we never touch this page again, right? Like, and so, um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I was able to like build trust with him 
with that project for having design in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was this one, that one email where he was like, oh, like it improved even more, like this is great or whatever. My mentor was like, you need to put that up in front and center of your portfolio because basically this role is to connect with Wait, this guy, in front right? Of the, and in front of the flyers he made in college? Uh, well, like not okay. as part of that <laughs> section, but yeah, when during the section where I was like talking a little bit more about my recent, uh, my, my work as a PM, I guess. So I was like, sure, okay, I, I can do that. So I started like working on some updates, but then the creative director didn't email me back and it's been like a week or two and I figured, oh, okay, like he's hated my portfolio and rightly so because like, you know, I would too. And by that time I was like, okay, well, I would actually just love some feedback from someone like, you know, if you're a creative director, what do you look for in a portfolio? Like, what did I do wrong and what can I do better? So I reached back out to him and he's like, oh yeah, sorry. He's like, got lost in my inbox. Do you want to schedule some time with me to talk over it? I was like, oh, okay, sure. What I didn't realize was that that was kind of equivalent of a portfolio review uh-huh. interview. Because he basically was like, okay, yeah, so like walk me through your portfolio, uh-huh. right? I walked him through some of my projects and you can just tell he's like furrowed eyebrows and just like, okay, like, huh. But then we got to the slide where literally that slide was just like a screenshot of that email from the director being like, oh, this is great. You could tell like the, the his, his eyes just lit up and he's like, oh, he's like, you have a relationship with this guy. And like, so that's what got him intrigued. And then, so yeah, so we, we finished up that conversation and I still wasn't sure what had happened. Cause like, he was just like, okay, like, well, let's just give me, give me a few weeks and I'll, I will follow up. He ended up setting up coffee with me. And basically like what happens is that when we were, talking and he was like okay so like yeah like i don't even remember all what he was saying but yeah we have this thing we want to change all these things so um what do you think i was like what what do you mean he's like so do you want to do it he's like do you like he's like just 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 come and join the team and i was like wait i was like okay i like i couldn't understand like i was like is, is he offering yeah, a yeah. job wow. <laughs> yeah, i'm not sure what's going on um but so it turns out he's like yeah he's like just let me know my monday what do you wait wait what do you want to do and so that was essentially like how i got my first job and like i don't know i think that that was like a big giant faking it kind yeah, of thing where because none of this yeah. was part of your it wasn't i guess are you saying it's faking it because it wasn't all part of a grand scheme like you didn't, you didn't have a whole thing planned out and you're like, I got to do X, Y, Z. I have to like, if I, if yeah. I form a proper relationship with this person and that could lead to this thing and it was, it, it wasn't mapped out. Right. right? Like, yeah, you're just kind of yeah. bumbling along yeah. and just like, it just happened. Uh, yeah. I would also say that it wasn't like the, like it just based on the portfolio. It wasn't like, yes, I, you know, I've, I've had this up to date since 2010 uh, yeah like i'm, I'm you know, ready to go like, like, like I, it was very much like okay by the senior you need this like, yeah. you need something so i will yeah. give you something yeah that it yeah. is <laughs> yeah and like is as a as a person now in the role conducting interviews and portfolio reviews for people trying to get into amazon it's like, oh my god! Yeah. Like, look at these flyers. Look at these. <laughs> look at these, these are, flyers. Oh, these are nice flyers. <laughs> so, so how much of this lesson is just like you are a very lucky person, and how much of it do you think is like because you approached it with the mentality of faking it, you were able to like overcome the fact that you didn't have all the stuff, you didn't, you weren't ready or prepared. Is, is this is this a 
a model that people can actually like follow or like is something that they can incorporate or mm. or did it just mm. happen to work out for you in like these these few instances right i think what works for me you know with some of these examples that we've talked about is that like there's definitely like a disconnect between my ability at that time to do the thing that was required versus my want to do it and I, I think the other part of it too, like kind of coming back to what we were talking about is like, oh, did you have this all planned and stuff? It's like, I don't have this thing in mind in terms of exactly where I want to go at the end of it. It's like, I'm just like earnestly going to try to jump off this board and try to swim, yeah. right? Like, and when we were doing the interview, uh, you know, I, I really thought that he wasn't interested, but I earnestly wanted to reach back out to just learn like, okay, what can I do better so that I can learn for when I'm actually trying to interview for a role, right? And I think that contributed a lot because then the other people also know like, oh, this person's not trying to like get something for, you know, like it's just like this, oh, she just really wants to learn this thing. Um, Do you you think the earnestness is like, is innate to your personality or do you think it's something that could be cultivated? Like if a person is generally like pretty schemey, could they possibly... Mm become more earnest if they tried i definitely think you can but i think you know if if you are by nature more schemey and you know and in in a you know that's i guess that's a little bit of a negative word but in a positive word it could be like strategic right um but like ah, <laughs> okay. depends, that's the but, that's the that's yeah. the product manager <laughs> yeah, coming exactly. out there. <laughs> the the, the other word is sociopath. That's the cold hard, yeah. the cold hard yeah. accountant songy coming out yeah. where it's all about the numbers. <laughs> it's all about numbers. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's it's kind of funny that you say that because that's that's kind of how it is with my like personal relationships, you know. Like, um, but that aside, I do think you can be more earnest because I, I think with the whole like scheming thing, like people do that to be. Um, to protect oh. themselves, right? Like you're mm-hmm. trying to cover yourself. You don't want pe- you want to show people your hands that you kind of have the advantage so that you know you can win whatever game mm-hmm. you're playing. And I think that's completely natural, right? It's, it's almost like a values based thing. Like, what do you believe that it yeah. takes to win? What do you believe about the people around you, about the community at large, and also like what have your past experiences been that have taught you to be a certain way? Um, because that was the way that you had to survive or something right so i definitely think it's possible but i think it takes a lot of i mean i think the other value too is like what does it mean to win right because or Mm -hmm. or what is like do you even think there is a game because from what i'm hearing from you it sounds more of like oh this would be cool to do while other folks are like what level can i get to or like how can i Mm. maximize my benefit from this position and so yeah uh, the way i'm hearing it is that there's a i feel like there is a fundamental difference that if you're yeah, you can be earnest about it, but if you're putting the gamesmanship ahead of the earnestness, then obviously mm-hmm. that that shifts the calculus a bit. Yeah, it's like wanting um, to join the team, joining the team because I want to join. Want to experience right. the team versus you wanting to join the team because you want to get really good at swimming or you want to like win. Or you want to put it down. You want it's like important. You want to put it down as like an extracurricular to say like, oh, I was on this very good team. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. um, I guess one of the things. Because I do want to talk about this, your what you had mentioned about your personal relationships. Um, but one last piece that I wanted to at least cover is there is this element that I'm hearing of improvisation mm-hmm. that I almost treat as a 
positive in this sense because it does sound like there is an element of you just earnestly going for things, but also kind of doing it as you're going along. Like how much mm-hmm. of do you how much of it do you think is like you almost thrive in an environment where you kind of are forced to be improvisational versus mm. you being like, oh no, I was totally out of my comfort zone. I'm normally very uh-huh. like step by step, but in this case I just really want like the the want of the thing overcame my desire yeah. for it. That's a great question. I think, you know, in the in the kind of questions that we talked about, and then also like just as of late, it's it's mostly been around just, oh, okay, this thing came at me, so let me just figure it out as I go along. And the thriving came with it because, well, I don't even know if I would call it thriving, but it's, it was more of that approach where it was just like, oh, okay, like let me just like try this thing and. Right figuring out as I go and then Jason would know if you asked you know throughout this whole like you know probably past 10 years if you asked me like what I was doing I don't know like uh, you know like, we, we, we he and I would have these conversations like, what are you doing with your life like, oh, okay like, yeah so like that was you know I, I, like, I like how that question's a hot potato what are you doing with your life oh I don't know what are you doing with your life yeah and then in the meantime we're like surrounded by all of our like you know, super successful, like step by step, like methodical. Even yeah. the ones who like weren't as much, like they figured it out. Yeah. You know, like I, you know, we have several friends who were like a colleague. You're like, what? But then now they're like, oh, they have their shit yeah, together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think for a long time, it's just kind of been a lot. Yeah, a lot of like improvising um, and happenstance flourishing sometimes. But like now, I think it's actually starting to become a blend of the improvising and being a little bit more methodical Mm. and structured about it too. And why I say that is because I think the improvising kind of, it only got me so far. And a lot of the reasons why I was dissatisfied in a lot of my past things was because I wanted mastery and I wanted to like know what I was doing and like, you know, have like feel really solid in anything um, but the reason why I like kind of couldn't achieve that was because I wasn't intentionally focusing on it, right? Like I was always like dancing around it or like, right. oh, like isn't my life whimsical? Like, whoa, you know, I, 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 I never really like took it seriously where I was like, okay, like I, I, I need to kind of know this deeply. Right. And so I think now it's a little bit of like a half and a half, maybe like not half, but like I'm trying to incorporate, I'm intentionally trying to incorporate more of the, you know, a little bit more structure yeah. and intentionality towards what I do. Um, yeah. And we'll see where that goes. It, yeah. Is that, is that balance that you're finding, has that applied as smoothly for your personal relationships as it has for your professional or has it kind of swung one way or another, whether it's very structured or very improvisational yeah. and how is that, how has that evolved? Yeah. yeah. From that oh man. So the relationship stuff is like uh I don't even know how to describe it. Let's um, use the swimming analogy. I thought that was helpful. Uh I think with relationships I'm like not on the swim team. I'm like evaluating the swim oh, team and like looking at the pool and like trying to figure out the color and like wondering why it's a rectangle <laughs> like um and like wondering if i should, like why people like jumping in <laughs> oh, and then i'm like then i look at like a pit of fire i'm like oh that kind of looks better <laughs> um oh i see so yeah so the, it's different with the relationship i see what the, 
So, uh, what was your expectation going into, I guess, the dating scene? I, I don't know exactly oh, what man. your experiences were. I'm assuming college was a formative time, or maybe it wasn't. Um, no. Oh, it was not? Okay, well, there you go. That, no. that, that, there goes that question. Um, but I guess post-college then, like, I mean, that's a really interesting uh-huh. time to start learning about, you know, personal sure. relationships. How did you approach that when you first started? After Very methodically. Really? Yeah. Man. Like with a spreadsheet, you know? Did, was this around the advent of online dating and things like that? Or were, did you oh, hit yeah. that right yeah. before? Because I think like if a year or two before that was like the the dark times or the wild west, as I call it. Before the mm-hmm. the sweet, delicious algorithm order of, you know, OkCupid mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Sure. Yeah, probably right around that time. So and I guess just for broader context also, like in middle school and high school, I went to an all-girls school. Mm-hmm. So I just had like no, um, not many experiences with the boys in general. And then college was just like super depressed and yeah, yeah just like not in that mindset. Yeah, so no, like I did really earnestly start actually trying to date until my late 20s late um, and 20s. that's actually what mm-hmm. oh wow okay yeah 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 yeah. that that's why I actually moved from Vegas to Seattle because you know I, I I finally got to a point where I'm like okay like I feel like I can start addressing this and Vegas doesn't have a great dating pool and then I also didn't want to date anyone at work even though there was like a you know well a lot of fun people at Zappos and mm-hmm. stuff, but yeah. So you know, yeah. So then I moved to uh, Seattle, where then I started basically. <laughs> I just like went on like first dates because I like need to figure out what this dating thing was. So I'd go on a first date every like week or so, one to two first dates oh, um, for about like a year. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's it was fun at the beginning yeah. because I had no idea what I was doing. And so I was just like, just trying to like even figure out what it all was. Uh, but it, it did get tiring. But yeah, I went on a, a bunch of first dates. I had like an Excel spreadsheet. I was like trying to get, you know, by the end of it, I was like trying to like see if my data scientist friends could build some kind of like predictive model with that so that I wouldn't have that, that I could like yeah. put in all my data into this training set or whatever, and then like have it spit out the likelihood nice. of second plus dates. Um, <laughs> so you would have, but never got- you'd have like a list of questions. So the question is like, do you want ice with your water? And if it's like, no, you like got up and left, you would just be like, nope. <laughs> yeah, the algorithm got that refined. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Have a great life. Sorry. I don't, I don't deal with non-ice eaters. Yeah. Well, like the idea was like, yeah, like if you could scrub their profile, like, like get the information from their profile and then put it into this model and then it could spit out like a score of like the likelihood of like second, third, fourth, fifth yeah. dates. Cause like by the end of it, I, I, I realized, oh, I was going on a lot of first dates, some second dates, yeah. but then like the drop off was like pretty high. Right. Um, but I got to a point where I was like, okay, like I've gotten pretty good at this first date thing, but what I don't know is like what, what do people do in relationships? Like, what's that even like? So then I decided, okay, like, I think I need, oh, this is so bad. I don't really, <laughs> but yeah, I, I got to this point where I met this one guy. I was like, oh yeah, like, he's like, he's cool. I was like, okay, I'm going to date him for six months. And so like, I went into it. <laughs> you you um, dated it before you even started going. <laughs> All right. You have six. You, yeah. It's like a show. It's like a showtime free trial. You get six months. And then after that, you either pay or. The, the whole approach to this is like, completely different than the 
oh professional it's the yeah (laughs) most people are like the other way way around around. like my career i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna work here for two years and then i'm gonna try to like (laughs) make associate i'm gonna hit it up and then it's like oh really no you're building spreadsheets (laughs) to go dating i just want to just want to clarify that i'm not the only one though there have been several other people that's more the exception than the rule i would argue i don't think most people are building Yeah, I don't. I don't think most people are building spreadsheets on their thing. But there's even a woman with this TED talk who like did some cool, like really interesting stuff. And she, I think she ended up meeting I mean, her husband. Oh, she's on TED. Well, there you go. That stamp of approval. Yeah. There we yeah, go. Yeah, she's on. TED. That's true. There Sorry. So, so six months with Guy X, we'll call him. Mm-hmm. And how did that go? Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> The first thing I want to say is like I learned that I don't like getting yelled at at Costco. What? Wow. Okay. Which was the, Whoa. The the which happened to be around the six month time period, so it was a good. Oh. So one of the planning. So I I think maybe subversively maybe one thing I learned was like oh maybe don't go into something with an end date. Oh in okay mind. good. Oh kind okay. Of, like, but also like <laughs> you know there was also something to be said about like picking somebody that you're like oh I'm comfortable. Like having an end date with this, right? Because then that means I just pick somebody that, exactly. like, I see. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you, up, you know? were you upfront with him to say we're gonna do this for six months? No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, that would have been ballsy. That 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 probably would have been the right thing to do. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know the date. The dating and like relationships is like it's like a faking it in a different way because I like literally just don't know. Like, it's just, like I don't know. I, I feel like what was. The- what was the most challenging part about it when you kind of frame that kind of this whole faking it from like a professional perspective? Cause what mm-hmm. I'm, the, the, what I'm taking away from the professional side is you almost didn't want to face what you really wanted mm-hmm. because you were afraid of what might happen if you didn't get it. Did that carry mm-hmm. over you think in some way for your profession or for your personal approach or was it completely different? Mm-hmm. I think the best part, the, the best way I can, like the biggest differentiator, I think, between the, um, like the, some of the professional stuff and then versus like the relationship stuff is like, it's, it's, it's a lot squishier than a job. It's yeah. not just about, it, there's, we're not working on a project together. Right. It's not like this very clear give and take. It's squishy, right? It's, it's very complex and nuanced. And I guess it's kind of harder to measure. Yeah, hard to measure, hard yeah. to understand, and also like to some extent feel right. Like I don't think I'm a good feeler when it comes to. So yeah, it's interesting that that kind of duality with like you know with the with the job thing. It's kind of and even the swimming. It's like I just kind of felt very strongly. I intuitively like would go for these things without thinking much about it. Whereas like in relationships, I'm just like I I don't have as strong of a intuition around it i suppose so it's really hard for me to like know right which is why i kind of you know started the approach of taking it more i guess methodically and and rationally you're adding structure to something that's very not structured and then you're right and you almost you could almost argue that because like a career or a team is more structured that you're able to be a little bit more oh like there's there is there are Mm. paths i can take Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try these different paths, but these paths are at least sure. predestined to get to right, a point. Right. Rather with a relationship, right. there is no order. So you want to try to create order and yeah. control out of something, right? Right, right. And then also, I think with this day and age, we're like, you know, you have, like I grew up in a Christian home, right? We're in, in like a really small town where it's like, 
the the rules of society or at least your 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 local kind of people around you you all kind of agree on the same principles and value sets and behaviors right but now you know with people like moving all over the place with the internet and like you have so many ranges and as an adult now you have so many more choices to make about what are your values what behaviors do you accept do i agree with the like the what i grew up with you know do i agree with what i went to college with like and then you so it's there's so everything kind of is is up for grabs and for you to define and yeah it it was it was really (laughs) it's it's hard to make it's just like a lot and maybe that's why you know i like i i kind of approached some of it so like methodically because i just like i'm not even sure like how to even approach Mm -hmm. this at all so then like eventually you stop doing it so methodically is that is that what it is it's just like that's that's the well yeah that's the fake right because yeah methodically was the way that you thought you wanted to approach this whole thing and then yeah right well and then it was also bad because like i wasn't being very earnest when i was dating people like that yeah literally you're like like, as you didn't tell (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and then like i went on dates with people who were earnestly dating you know and they were like really looking for a partner and like really trying to make a connection and here i am being like okay like how do you fit in my spreadsheet mm-hmm. like so <laughs> that was like and i feel so bad now like when i think about it it's just like oh man like that sucks like that's not a good thing to do to a person yeah. who is earnestly right. trying to date. i also like went on dates with a lot of fuck-ups too who right. you know were probably like yeah. you know as much as like you know so then the approach became okay like don't do it like this right yeah. like then maybe the approach is to not have an approach i mean I honestly it sounds like the way that you approached your professional life is how yeah. you slowly started to evolve into how do you approach your personal life that you were kind of like That's let it go interesting you were kind of huh. just like hey i'm gonna try all these different things and i'm gonna not spreadsheet it um <laughs> but it does sound like at least your current situation is it probably took over that more improvisational you know let's explore right, right? so i'm assuming, like i guess how yeah. did like what how did that help you mm-hmm. in your current relationship now yeah i think my current relationship is like the epitome of not having a methodology i remember like a few dates in i was always like how do i project this out and then i was like oh wait no remember like this is not what you're gonna do we're just gonna like go with it yeah so i think we've been dating for like a year and a half now oh, that's awesome. almost two years uh-huh and so it's weird right because like at least for like the first six to twelve months there's been definitely a lot of I don't get it. I mean, we'll just kind of go with it and like roll with it, right? Now that we're kind of almost year two-ish, yeah. you, you have to like think about homes and then like fertility and like all the stuff. There's more like questions in the air about like yeah. Th- yeah. things that you should consider a little bit with, with more planning and intention. And and so I think that I've kind of like gone with it and improvised it so far, but is that sustainable? Um, I'm not sure. So similarly, how like you're starting to take your whole like professional life intentionally? I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eventually, I do have to make a decision about do I intentionally continue to go down this route or no, right? Um, Personally, so my wife and I, we we date. We have been dating or married for the last 13 years oh wow okay yeah. so the only person who outranks me is jason uh, this guy jay, jay, jay chow over here yeah but i would argue that to me i think it's important that every day you choose to be with that person right because like that's why people love rom-coms right it's because 
it's like, oh, it's this new person meets this other new person, and you get to see them like you at just first. See the beginning parts, yeah. But mm-hmm. you never like you never. It's never like, hey, mm-hmm. this is year twenty one of a thirty five year relationship. Let's get into I it. Mean, like you, that's you not that, the, that movie's called Marriage Story. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but I, I guess my point is is that like it's I think that's that shows the arc, right? The arc is like. Sure. Of a traditional way, because I think you did it. Uh, let's call it a non-traditional way. Mm-hmm. But it's cool, like like, and and that that doesn't go away. But it's good because it it shouldn't go away because right. it should be a choice every day. Yeah, I think the I absolutely yeah, like I absolutely believe that every day you make the choice to to be present with this person. You know, when I first started dating this person, it was my intentional choice was let's just see what happens, right? And it's worked out well, but now it's like, I think I'm kind of at the point where it's like, do I intentionally choose this person every day? Or was it like me intentionally choosing just to see what happens, right? Does that make right. sense? Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't quite know yet. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you have 11 more years to <sighs> until you get to Kelsey's level. My uterus does not. <laughs> <laughs> you know? See, the next time the next time song is on is the patriarchy that this society imposes upon us. It's very hard to be a late bloomer as a woman to go through all of the oh, steps properly, you know? I I a hundred percent. Like agree. guys this can be is... bachelors for like twenty years and it's fine. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Believe that. Well, that seems like a nice yeah, little a good, okay. settling point. That was good. <laughs> is that yeah. where we're at in this thing? Cool. I feel like yeah. a lot of our podcasts tend to end in the patriarchy for some reason. I don't really? know why, but I feel like this has come up before. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Um, I think it's time for us to play some games, Kelsey. How do you feel? I would love to play some games, Jason. Games are fun. Let, yeah, let me start off. This first game is called Top 5. It's really simple. It's really like not even a game, but uh, Songy, just real quick, top five ways to get out of a bad day. Should I make something up or like just say stuff that I've done? So, um, uh, one... can we vote uh, stuff you've you done? Should definitely that's my vote. <laughs> stuff that you've done. I think yeah. uh, I think that's what people want to hear, right? Sure. Yeah. Top five ways to get out of a bad day. In yeah. Your experience. Well, so one thing i did once was like literally run away um (laughs) runaway date great uh it was i actually felt really bad i don't even know what came over me but like it was a first date but first date second date second date we were hiking and like (laughs) Uh uh-huh uh-huh we're hiking and like i think it was like snowing too it was like a pretty tough hike you know we like hike up the mountain you know talk and stuff but like at a certain point we had a, had enough conversation where like i just like felt this like overwhelming urge to like get away from this person um just like this this just this, this whole like whole body sensation of like i i i can't i can't do this like i gotta go um so as we were like walking down the mountain i started running and it's like that's not too weird because like i also like well, when I was fit, I used to like trail run down after I go up. But yeah, I yeah, yeah. Like, like, just like trail running down. But in reality, I was just like literally like running because like I could not stand to um, holy smoke. be around this person or this person. And this person's fine. I think maybe I just got triggered in some in some way or yeah. something. I don't and know. He, did I just it, had to, he like, didn't follow you. Well, so yeah. So then he like started following me because he thought I was just like 
jogging or something. Yeah. yeah. And and so then, you know, I could hear him behind me and I was like, oh shit, I gotta go. Like, I don't want to. So did you, like, you didn't actually say anything. You didn't turn around. You'd be like, no, no, I, you, no. you just kept running. No, no, I, I literally, I just kept until running. He got so tired. <laughs> well, no, like, turns out that he was fit enough to, like, keep up. I just kept running and, like, didn't really say anything and just kept running down. What happened? Like, what? how did it end? You get to the parking lot, I'm assuming, and you're just like, yeah. two, two separate cars? And you're just like, Bye. No, we're, we're actually in the same car. What uh, was the end game? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to get away. What was the- <laughs> I just wanted to get away. I need I to get know. away from you for at least the walk down. Wait, yeah, I just, so, I just so- had to leave. But he so was it message received by the time you got into the car? Like I don't like, know, but I was definitely like very quiet in the car on the way down. Like wow, just, okay, yeah. okay, interesting. Well, All right, that's that's <laughs> that's number that's, five, I guess. That's that's one of five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know okay. if we have time for five, but then so that's one. Okay. Um, this other time we, oh my gosh, this is also bad. I had tickets to a burlesque show, and this is this is kind of during the period when I was going on a bunch of like first and second dates. The guy I really wanted to go with, he was busy. So then I asked this other guy that I got on a first date with, and for me, like from my vantage point, I was like, oh, okay, like I already know I don't want to like I'm not super interested in this person, but just like as a friend or to just like have somebody there, like I think it'd be fun. But that he thought it was a date, and you know, rightly so. So you know, he was like trying to like you know put hands around me and like whatever um so then the show ended and basically i wanted to leave but he like still wanted to hang out i was like well i'm gonna start walking home he's like oh okay like i'll, I'll walk with you and it's just like oh my gosh because like it's like a 10 15 20 20 minute walk back home and and what i actually really wanted to do was um do late night sushi this like one restaurant i like going to that was like down the street i was like god damn it okay so then we're walking and then after like a block or two, I was like, oh, I was like, I'm walking in heels. Like it really hurts. So I think I'm going to call an Uber. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, uh, I'll drop you off home. Because oh. like by that point, like the car would have had to go backwards to get me to the sushi place. So I was like, oh, let me drop you off home. And then, then I can come back to the sushi place like <laughs> clear, you know? Um, so we got into Uber. We like go in front of his place. And he's like, oh, yeah, like I had a really good time. And he like starts leaning in with the pursed lips and like trying to do like a goodbye kiss thing. And I just like turn my head. So like our, our heads just like clash. And then we're both like shocked and like looking at each other. And I'm just like, all right, bye. Oh, <laughs> You're in the Uber at this point. Yeah, I'm in the Uber at this, oh, this point. Oh, my God. And then he like, he's like, oh, uh, okay. So then he leaves, and as soon as the door shuts, the Uber lab, the Uber driver starts like cracking up because he was like oh, watching. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. Painful. And I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "I'm oh, sorry, man. that was pretty bad." Okay, yeah. So um, I'm gonna change my dress now because like I don't actually want to go home. I want to go to the sushi restaurant. So <laughs> <laughs> could you drop me off? You drove out of the way to drop, to drop, drop someone off, off so mm-hmm. that you could, and then went the back yeah. to the sushi mm-hmm. place so you could eat uninterrupted. <laughs> yes. And with like some psychological peace of mind that like I'm not gonna get caught. Wow, wow. that's that's two. Well, that's two. Seriously, that's yeah. literally two. What we're trying to do here, which is yes. top top five ways. Yeah, yeah. Like these, these, these did not cut top three. These were like no, 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 I no, think, no. no. I think those are these the, aren't good enough. No, those are the those are the two that come to mind. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's a top two. 
I have one more. Okay, I have one more. Okay. So this was you know, again during the early days, and because of that, I also like wasn't very comfortable with physical stuff or even the like anticipation of physical stuff, and even just like oh, like the end of the night, you like kiss or something or like hug, and that was already like really weird for me. And I think I. I don't even know if this was a date, but it was like, you know, third, fourth, fifth time. Like I saw this guy, nice. he picks me up and we get ice cream. We go to a park and whatever have you. And then it's like midnight or something. I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm really tired. Like I want to go home. And I want to walk home because the last time we went on a date, I was actually in the passenger seat and like, I, I like, I like ran off because I didn't want him to do like a goodbye kiss. And so I, I, I knew that he would try or I, I was scared that he would try again. So I want to walk home. I was like, oh, okay, like I'm going to walk home. He's like, no, like I can't. It's midnight. My grandma will kill me. You have to like let me drive you up. I was like, okay, fine. Um, so we get to his car and he he's very gentlemanly and like he like opens up the passenger door. <laughs> I look at it and then like I like jump to the back seat. I was like, I'm going to sit here and like shut the door. I was like, I'll, I'll sit here. And he's just like <laughs> out there like with the passenger door open and he's just like, oh, uh, okay all right so then he like shuts the door like you know get back well, into his thing was, you this, was sat, this the same uber you, driver what you sat taxi <laughs> you sat taxi yeah you... uh-huh wow. yeah because i just like didn't want to deal with wow. that other situation right and so he was like oh i guess you're i'm like your chauffeur then i'm like oh yeah ha, ha. And then, nice. yeah and then so he drives me a few blocks to my place and yeah i think nice. wow <laughs> that's actually that's actually pretty good I'll agree with Jason. That's actually pretty strong signaling without actually saying anything. There's no misreading that. If that's the takeaway here, because I guess top five, or in this case, top three, is supposed to be like recommendations for the list. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are they recommendations? In this case. No, these are all solid. These are all this solid. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, congratulations, Songi. You won that game. You won. Congratulations. <laughs> well, yeah. What are y'all's top five? We didn't. Our top five? When it comes uh... to ending getting out of bad dates like kelsey and i are the worst people to ask yeah my moves are pre-tinder yeah, okay like I have, I, I have zero i have zero experience with this we're pre-tinder pre-uber like yeah so that's like, like what would it be like if you had to like, just like guess i uh i would i don't know uh go to go to a payphone, put a quarter <laughs> in and call my mom and be like hey <laughs> Uh, my stomach doesn't feel well. I ate too much candy at the movies because the movies was a thing that we still did back in the day. <laughs> there was no, oh, yeah, there was no getting out. Yeah, there was. Yeah, you're just in it. Yeah, maybe you just maybe yeah. I'd, uh, log off of aim. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. I'd say T T Y L exclamation. I'd, I'd be away. <laughs> yeah, but still talk to my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, sorry, I'm on away. <laughs> But, but there's I'm this girl here. I don't want to talk to. <laughs> Sweet little angel one four three wants oh to try to talk God. to me, so I gotta stay on away. How are you doing in StarCraft? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> how are you doing in StarCraft? Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, all right. Um, we're moving on to uh, a game we call either or, and we're gonna give you some choices and just rapid fire immediate thought what your choices are so uh i will start with amazon or google that's a trick one can i pass uh, no <laughs> no <laughs> I, I have to say amazon right uh, okay okay sure 
Yeah. Well, I think I have to say that's, Amazon. That's, wow. You, okay. So basically, you, you essentially just said Google, but yeah, we get it. Yeah. You, <laughs> no. you, you, you She's towing the party. Well, like, <laughs> Bezos is listening. <laughs> um, next one. <laughs> this is actually pretty cool. I think I... I think I actually might know the answer to this one, but uh, hiking up a mountain or sprinting down a mountain. <laughs> oh, man. There's pros to both. Uh-huh. I don't know. I like both. Okay. All right. Sure. Okay, we'll we'll go with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one is Wanderlust Hippie or Corporate Yuppie? Mm. <laughs> Can I do like wanderlust yuppie oh i I actually (laughs) knew you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna say that i knew it's gonna be like a mixture of both (laughs) of course and and the final question and the most important question is Jason. I knew you were gonna ask that. Kelsey. I straight up I was like, they're gonna ask Jason or Kelsey. I choose Dora. You choose Dora. That's not okay, first of all, that's that that is not wow. an option. That Dora's is not right an option. There. Dora's right there, of course. But that was not part of the choices. That was not a choice. But she's right there. Executive producer. Wow. Songy, it's okay. You can say Kelsey. You can say it. Jason needs to know. I choose neither. I choose Jason. Wow. Ow. Wow. (laughs) I didn't even. Both of your answers, which, by the way, are not choices, sting equally as hard. Wow. Wow. Well, I I want to say that she won this one, but I don't know. I'm going to call this a draw. I'm going to say that you you drew with this one. The house. Yeah. It was a draw. Yes. All right. Yep. Uh, the next game is called Factor Fiction. So we're gonna ask you a few facts about Amazon. Oh uh, no! CEO and famous guy Jeff Bezos. And and this is a and this so, is head to head, right? So it's like it's, it's me and Songy. This correct? Right, that's correct. Oh, yeah. So Jason and Songy. This is this is now competition. So uh, fact number one about Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos used to be in customer service after graduating from Princeton. True or false? Uh, false. I'm going false. Okay, Jason's going with false. I'm also going false. Okay. Both of you are wrong. Whoa, really? Yes. He was the director of customer service at a startup after he graduated hmm. at Princeton, according oh, to CNBC.com. Yeah. I, thought he had like a, I thought he had a finance background. All right. I, I guess, you know, he did. I think he did. But I think this is before. And again, this is based on CNBC.com slash Jeff Bezos facts. Anyway, question number two. Jeff Bezos told early investors that Amazon had a 90% chance of going bankrupt. True or false? I'm going true. Jason's going true? Yeah. So he- That's a fact. That's a fact. He's an honest guy. <sighs> I'll say false. Soggy takes this question. Wow. It is it is false. Jeff Bezos told early investors that Amazon had a 70% Okay, that's of dumb. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Is it dumb? Because Song Yi seemed to read through it quite well, and she went to Penn. So, I guess you're right, yeah. Yeah. Right now, it's 1-0 Song Yi. Question number three. In high school, Jeff Bezos said he wanted to colonize orbiting space stations to preserve humanity's limited resources. True or false? I'm going to say true. I'm going to say false. Songy says, says true. 
Jason, you say I false? Say false. I'm trying to get on the board here. Soggy takes the lead again. Oh. 2-0. Oh, wow. That is a true statement. When he was a high school in his high school valedictorian. Speech, oh, what a weird. He said that exact uh, that exact fact. You wanted to call so right now. Article. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Jason, you can still tie this one. Next fact. Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post for one billion dollars. True. True. Mm. True. True. <laughs> Say false. Songy three. Wow, it's gonna be another one of these like one. Jeff Bezos bought. (laughs) Jeff Bezos bought Washington Post for two hundred and fifty million dollars. Oh, who would pay one billion dollars? That for a newspaper. (laughs) I thought that was kind. I was like, this one might be too easy. Is what I was thinking. I was like, oh yeah, one billion's a little crazy. I thought he just wanted to flex. You know, that's true. That is very true. Uh, final question. Wait, I already for, won. For final question, for Jason's sake, let me get on the this board. Question, my goodness, this question is <laughs> worth one dignity. Please. This question is worth four points. Oh, what? here we go. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Oh. Jeff Bezos's favorite sandwich is a hot pastrami on rye with Russian slaw. Oh man, true. Okay, I also Sorry. say true. Smart. Wow. <laughs> Do smart. See, I was gonna say you gotta go with whatever answer Wait, is because. Then, then can I change my answer? You want to change your answer? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, yeah. I, I believe she's gonna follow you anyway. I believe it's true. She's well, gonna follow me. You both believe it's true? Yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations. I tricked your asses because I don't know what Jeff Bezos' favorite sandwich hey. is. I made that so up. It could be true. Could be true. I guess it doesn't. Doesn't matter though, because you both answered the same answer. Songy, you take you take this seven. uh, Even if I gave it to (laughs) seven to zero, seven to seven to four. That's right. Yes. Wow, Song is undefeated. All right, this is where you're going down. Next next game here is called Make Your Case. All right, Songy, you have one minute to defend. One minute. Yeah, one minute. Oh my god, you have one minute to defend this given this topic. All right, are you ready? The topic is. She is shaking her head no. <laughs> the topic is Amazon is a force for good. Clock starts now. Uh so AWS allows us to do a bunch of I can't sound smart with this because I don't <laughs> <laughs> I know that AWS enables a lot of like scientific discoveries that um hasn't been possible before or it would have taken like decades t- to compute all of it. So yeah. That's it. So just just on that. Uh huh. Definitive proof. Cancer. On overall is a force for good. Uh huh. That's. I guess you didn't need the full minute. That's actually interesting. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, like with uh, HPC and stuff. Is it interesting? Wait, Kelsey, you're buying this? Uh, No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Uh, She had me at Dora or neither. (laughs) Uh, This next game is called Discomfort Zone. What we'd like to do is have you explain a concept that you probably have very little to know about. So in one sentence, Songyi, please explain the three-second rule in basketball. You have three seconds to pass the ball. What What do you mean? <laughs> is that the rule? Like, you, you, ha- you can hold it for three seconds, and then you have to, like, pass it to someone else. So this is your final answer, correct? This is your final answer? <laughs> I also I used think? to be on the basketball team, and so, <laughs> this is oh my god! This is wow. this is the wow, wow, wow. Well, uh, wait, what's the answer? 
So the answer is the three-second rule requires that in basketball, a player shall not remain in their team's foul lane for more than three consecutive seconds while that player's team is in control of a live ball in the front court and the game clock is running. Duh. <laughs> Isn't that the same thing? No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not about passing no. the ball. It's about like you can't just like hang out in the lane. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say she uh, drew with that one, too. So you're currently... <laughs> I think, that's, I think wins, she lost that game. We don't have to be Okay, all right. It. She doesn't seem happy about it, but that's, that's, okay. a, that's a clean loss. <laughs> yep. All right, here we go. This this next activity, it's a group activity, and we call it Won't You Haiku. All right, so collectively, we're going to write a haiku, 575. Five. Songy, you're okay. going to take the first line. Kelsey, you want to take the second line? Okay, yes. all right. Oh, the line, it's not syllables. It's it's syllables five seven five. No, 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 but then like, are we all owning a syllable or a no, line? No, no, we're owning oh, a line. Owning oh. A line. Oh. oh, that'd be insane so, if we're owning a syllable. That yeah. would be too hard. Wouldn't no, that be funny? That would be so hard. Uh, might be too, too risky. It's gonna be so stream of consciousness. It's not even gonna make <laughs> it's sense. Gonna it's gonna be like. It's gonna be like. It's just gonna be vowels. It's gonna be A E I O U. This is what's gonna. No vowels. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to write a haiku about AWS. Nice. Here we go. Songy, the first line is yours. Okay. Computational. Data centers are very important. (laughs) Very, very. Data centers are great things. It helps cure cancer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Good job. <laughs> there oh, you go. That was painful. That's I the best make... tagline for our uh, marketing campaign. Oh, <laughs> uh, is... All right, excellent. That's all the activities that we had planned. That's that's all the games. Yeah. And Song, you did a great job. Thanks for uh, being yeah, a good great. sport. Um, yeah, Song, you 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 barely etched out a winning record. You were three one and one. Uh, Generally, we wins. try not to disparage our guests as we as we yeah. try to read the I, podcast. Did I close. beat what? Anthony? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> did I beat Anthony? <laughs> no, dude. We'll have a running. We'll have like the scores, <laughs> like the like the the lifetime scores up. We should have stats. Yeah, we can start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Analytics <laughs> of the yeah podcast games. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, but yeah, Kelsey, why don't why don't you wrap it up? I mean. Yeah, anything, I would love to wrap it up. You learned today, like, what's your takeaway from from this conversation with Song Yi? You know, I it's it's funny because I feel like Song Yi, and I'm going to speak as if she's not in the room right now. I I actually feel like she is innately more fearless than most people would be. Oh uh, yeah. Uh huh. I mean, it's like I know the way that you kind of were describing it, Song Yi. That is like, oh, you know, I just wanted the thing and all that stuff. But there's an intrinsic level of courage that you have to have in order for you to even like, let's call it, put on blinders a bit to get to the goal that you want. And that's honestly something that I think a lot of people wish they could do. So kudos to you. I think that you know that kind of I guess viewpoint or perspective is really important and is probably what has helped you to be as successful as you are today. So. That's what I learned today. Jason, what did you learn today? I mean, like really along the same lines, I think what I've realized is, yeah, Songy's approach is pretty, it's, it's pretty different. And I think even though for sure certain people have a level of fear, right, their, their personality might be altered because of, because of that fear, 
this is still so, an, an approach that's worth trying every once yeah. in a while, right? Because yeah. leaning into earnestness is, I don't see how that can be like, you know, a bad thing to, to, to yeah. take a shot at, right? So even though it might be like discomforting for, for folks to be a bit vulnerable and like just approach things with, with a level of naivete and like maybe even a, a lack of confidence, just like a seeking mind. Obviously, like Sonia is a great example of this approach working, right? Um, yeah. So that's my takeaway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I fully, fully agree with that. Um, Song Yi, was there anything that you learned, I guess, over this? <laughs> yeah. What'd you learn from us? Half hour saga? <laughs> what did you learn, really? What did, what did we, what did we teach what did we you? you? What did, what of the many things that we taught you yeah. do you want to highlight? Yeah. Which gift? <laughs> Um, uh, I learned about the three second rule. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm more clear what that is. Okay, good. Nice. Solid. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we Solid. In two, you know? In two and a half hours, she learned about a concept that we talked about for <laughs> a minute and a half tops. Yeah. This is a true exchange of ideas. Yeah. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Songi, uh, thank you so much for agreeing to doing this. This was awesome. Um, and you, and, yeah, thank you so much for your willingness to like share so much about, you know, your professional life, your personal life and, and, and all those stories, um, about your childhood and, and whatnot. So yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you. Yes. Huge. Thank you for the candor. It was, it was very, very enjoyable. <laughs> thanks for having me. I feel like I sh- I'm, I'm supposed to say something. <laughs> um yeah maybe uh, yeah. Yep. your silence speaks volumes all right so, <laughs> just in, in closing here uh, in case you forgot uh i'm jason and i'm kelsey and yeah we wish everybody a great week and ta-ta for now bye peace <laughs> this has been jason and kelsey have friends executive produced by dora Talent managed by Kelly. Design and artwork by Hobby at madebyhobby.com. Theme song by Jason. Questions? Comments? Send us an email at jasonandkelsey at gmail.com or visit us at jasonandkelsey.com. If you haven't already, please rate and subscribe everywhere, multiple times. 